0: Here we are at another episode of True Dadhood Podcast. We took last week off since one of our members was out and the rest of us were working very, very hard and diligently here in the office and just couldn't find time to to get together. So we are back, though. This is me, Nick, with Steve and John with our True Dadhood Podcast, starting us off this week with True Dadhood Moments. Wait, wait.
1: I, I take that as a sign of the ultimate compliment because we were able to record when John was out of town. So all I'm hearing is I'm the MVP of this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, most valuable podcaster. That's, that's what I hear.
0: Rebuttal?
2: <laughs> no, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and there we, we have all it. Right, all right, all right.
1: Well, the, the guy with the broadcasting <clears throat> degree. What are the odds?
0: I know. Yeah, I went to college to draw. So true dadhood moments of the week. I've got a great one that uh, my wife will appreciate. So uh, we've... Uh, Had a lot of weather that moved in, obviously, with the coming of the fall season, and earlier this week, it was uh, drizzling rain and 35 degrees outside, so when uh, I went to go drop the boys off at daycare, I got under the overhang, which is uh, right next to the door. Normally, I have to park out in the parking lot, but it was so cold and drizzly, they let us you know, under the overhang, and, and we could do it, but we had to be quick, well... I get Dean out of the car, we are right in front of the front door. So I get Dean out of the car, go around to Oliver's side, pull him out of the car, and get his coat out and get all of his stuff, and I turn around and go to put it in the stroller, and Oliver shouts at me, no, dad, it's cold, I need my coat. Oliver, we are six feet from the door, buddy. You know, it's it's fine. I'm outside, mom says I need my coat. Okay, fine, so I give him the coat real quick, not one to argue, give him the coat, turn around, get everything set up in Dean's stroller, go to move, and turn around, and Oliver's not behind me. He's still by the car, fiddling with the zipper on the (laughs) coat. Oliver, we are right in front of the door, buddy. Just come on. We're not getting drizzled on. We're under the overhang. Everything's perfectly dry. Oliver, nope, nope. Mom says I have to zip the coat up if I'm going to use it right. Okay. You're not going to let me get off of this. Okay, fine. So I go, and I help him zip up said coat. It's great. There we go. Let's go inside. Six feet from the door, perfect. We get inside. I go to you know, check the boys in, check them in. Uh, the door has automatic locks on it, yeah. so as soon as they're checked in, the door unlocks. I open the door, and Oliver is supposed to help me hold the door so I can get baby Dean in. Open the door, turn around, look at Oliver. He's now standing six feet from the inside door trying to unzip his coat. Yep. <laughs> we are now inside, so that means I have to take my coat off. Oliver, we need to get into the hallway, dude. We're going to start holding people up. People are coming inside. No, I'm I'm inside. I have to take the coat off. I understand that. Your classroom is right in here, and we'll take your coat off. It's too hot. I need to take my coat off. Oliver, buddy, you are killing me here, man. I can only hold this door for so long. Let's get inside. Nope, I need to do this. Zzz. Up, we're stuck at the very bottom here. I'm fiddling with, oh my God. So I just I just stop, <laughs> let parents go in front of me. Y'all saw me check him in. Okay, so I get him. We're all hooked up. We've unzipped the, jo- the coat. We're good to go. I go in. I go to drop everything off. And Oliver, I kid you not, I drop everything off, put everything into the cubby. And he looks back up at me and said, you make sure to tell mommy I listened to her. And I put my coat on when I was outside today. <laughs> okay, yes. I will make sure to do that get everybody dropped off. I go back out to the car, immediately call my wife. What did you tell that child would happen to him if he was ever outside without a coat on? Because by God, he thought he was going to catch polio if he didn't have that coat on him for the four feet it took to walk inside. There's my true dadhood moment. With yes, yeah. <laughs> the utter frustration as my two-year-old refused to walk without a coat on outside. Oh, dude,
1: we're, we're just, just wait. Just, <laughs> it gets so so much better i'm sure so i mean yes john john you can relate to this when they're just (laughs) you know they just walk out and it's like why don't you have pants on like what happened to your pants like had several of those moments
2: next to what's for dinner that's the second most asked question in our house (laughs) where are your pants (laughs) i go in one time this is a long time ago it's
1: in my dadhood moment but i just i walk in and i go into my room and the bathroom door's open, and Finley just walks out, and he's just naked. <laughs> Shower's not running. Nothing. I'm like, dude, why are you not wearing clothes? He said, "I take my my clothes off when I go poop." I'm like, so do you do that at school too? He's like, "No, I don't poop at school because I can't do it naked." You have a George Costanza that you're <laughs> I, I, we're it's slowly but surely that is getting broken. But yeah, that was just slowly but surely. Yes, it's only happened <laughs> once this this school year. So hold on,
0: how do you break it? Is it in waves? It's a okay, buddy. Today we're going to do it with our shirt on. It's, it's
1: kind of yeah, pr- pretty much, <laughs> pretty much like that's kind of where we get.
0: Well, so. at least his clothes won't be dirty. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But. so true, dadhood moment. You got one?
1: Uh, I I'm trying to think of a, of a good one. I have a really good dadhood moment. It wasn't actually, I was involved in it, but it was more involving my dad. Um, That's why I was out of town last week was uh, my, my parents came in from Virginia and so we went up to Branson for the weekend and we were uh, did Silver Dollar City and you know stayed at the, the hotel up there with the water park and stuff. And, you know, they have lifeguards patrolling and everything. It, mm-hmm. It's really good. Well, it was still nice outside. It hadn't turned fall yet um, up there. So uh, they had the outdoor pool open. And so my dad, Jacob, and I are sitting on the edge. Uh, Finley and Greenlee are in the pool um, playing volleyball with a bunch of other kids, you know, lifeguards walking around, whatever. I go to buy a soda, mm-hmm. take a phone call. Check my emails from work, and just kind of, you know, I'll leave for about ten minutes. I'm like, you know, Dad, you got this. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're fine. Come back about ten minutes later, and you know, Dad and Jacob are sitting there having a good conversation, and I walk over, and I'm like, you realize none of the kids in these pool are my kids, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, I was gone for less than ten minutes, <laughs> and you have lost both of my children. Fortunately, they had just went back inside, and we're in the, the, the Lazy River area. <laughs> but, That's good. That's yeah. good. But yeah, I can, yeah. I can mm-hmm.
0: understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: was like, are you serious right now?
0: <laughs> Dad, don't make me so, nag you, but man.
1: Yeah. So so the next day, we gave him so much grief the whole next day. My mom and I, like, we went to the outlet mall up there, and we got out like, okay, now how many kids are with us? How many kids are going to leave with us? Let's like, count. Dad, exactly. do you need the buddy system? Yeah. You know? yeah it, 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 was, it was funny.
2: <laughs>
0: Well, John, you gonna hook us up with one? Yeah, I got some stuff.
2: Um, a couple.
0: We've, some stuff. <laughs>
2: we, we've discussed Miles's uh, behavior issues for at school, and so the latest round of that um, <laughs> happened in the last couple of weeks. But um, the other night, we were sitting on the patio, and uh, my wife is talking to Miles because she Miles has a enabled us to establish a pretty good, uh, email relationship with his teacher. Uh, <laughs> um, and so
0: I was about to ask why you had notes pulled up on your phone. <laughs> well, I here. had
2: to, I had to pull up the conversation I put on Facebook, but, uh, um, anyway, my wife's sitting there and she said, uh, you know, she tells miles, she said, your teacher sent me a note, uh, that, saying that you weren't using good hands. And you weren't listening very well today, to which Miles replied, yes, I was. And I think he's been watching too many current events, you know, just deny, you know, and deflect. <laughs> you know. Um, she said, well, you know, you, she wouldn't send me a note if you weren't. Uh, uh, if you weren't, I really need you to promise that you'll, like, listen better and do what the teacher says. Um, he said, okay, do you know what I do all day, mommy? And he was all in all serious. And Brandy was like, um, no, what do you do all day miles? He said, I help people survive.
1: Excuse me. That was what
2: his answer was. And so my wife just, you know, I'm trying, I'm just about to bust out laughing and I don't want to do it, you know, in front of him and, My wife just, she's better at it than me. And so she kind of holds it together and she says, Well, you need to uh, listen to your teacher, too. And then I, and then she looks at me and I'm like, I gotta go inside and check on that thing. <laughs> so I just left it. So well, that's did, my dadhood moment. So was there an explanation to the how No, but I put on I, put I mean, it is on, he like
1: on peanut patrol or something? Uh,
2: like I don't know. But I put it on Facebook and I said, Well there you have it, in case you didn't know it, Miles is apparently the bear grills of Central Park elementary <laughs> school. So, so
0: either the bear grills or from the sounds of it. You know, he might be the Red from Shawshank Redemption. I mean, the guy he's, that... Yeah. Like, I get you things. You know, the... Just... Come with me. You'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: seriously. He's... Yeah, he's... Uh... He go to his
0: buddies at class, and I can get you something for a couple pixie sticks and a Twizzler. You know, yeah. like... Well, that's the dad. Oh, that hood a snack pack in your lunch today?
2: <laughs> well, that's my dadhood slash Miles moment of the last <laughs> week or two, so...
0: Well, I can appreciate that. It's showing uh, that... We we talk we joke around about the fact that your kid seems to be the great debater. It's showing that that seems to be sticking pretty well. So yes, you were so screwed in about yeah. ten years, man. Like, oh, dude! It, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're having these issues now, oh, I can only imagine. I have to worry about my kid refusing to go anywhere unless he's got 47 layers on y'all are the ones who are dealing with the heavy issues up in here
1: (laughs) well my something that happened this week was a family got sent home from school Uh um well it was because he got sick and this is on monday And he got sick. Conveniently, Jacob goes to a different school and uh, he uh, his his mom was was, you know, had him and and took him to school. But she was tied up at her work stuff. I had some free time, so I was able to to go pick him up. Um, But so Jacob was staying with his his mom and he was out of school. Because they go to two different schools and just had a break that, you know, Finley had the week off before. And Finley was upset that Jacob got to stay home and play Xbox all day. So about 11 o'clock, magically, he sees peanut butter and throws up. (laughs) Just the sight of peanut butter made him throw up. Yeah. Is he allergic to peanut butter? No not at all. He's <laughs> eating stuff he's eating peanut butter cookies. He's eating peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> like he has but no issue that, peanut butter was that really one gross peanut peanut and Clint, you know I go pick him up you know and he's like so um when when can I play NBA like you're too sick for school you're too sick for video games buddy <laughs> like yeah so you' you'll get you'll get those those, those times will happen.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe that's why I need to get my kid hooked on video games more than TV. Because right now my kid would be the one who. I'm just gonna go home and watch Pete the Cat all day. I'm fine with that. No. Yeah, no, um,
1: I, I made him do. lay in bed. Um, you know, so he he laid there, and then his mom got him, and you know she followed through and you made him made him lay there and. Sorry, you're too I mean it's cuz it's Draft. not the first it's not the first time he's done something like that. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's the I don't know.
0: I used to do that yeah. in elementary school. He I didn't mean,
1: he didn't play video games all day at all and he kept asking said, "No, sorry. Like you're too sick for school, school is much more important."
2: Well, you, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm a horrible dad, you know. Yeah, actually encouraging education.
0: Well, here's to our wonderful children and all of the Lovely trouble that they like to cause, whether it be with us, with their teachers, or with their, uh, shall we say, attendance record <laughs> at school. <laughs> so, yeah. to dadhood, yes. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. clink, clink. Right, yeah We're doing this on our off, lunch break. Office again.
1: hours. Office hours. Clink, clink.
0: So, that being said, we've hinted a little bit at the fall season. There are several things that come with the fall season. I thought it might be fun for all of us to uh, discuss a little bit about some of the things that maybe we're doing this fall season. Uh, we've already done, my family at least, has already done our first pumpkin patch adventure for the year, So, uh, which was interesting for us because Oliver now remembers the pumpkin patch from the last couple of years, and that's been his big adventure was going to the pumpkin patch. He wants to pick out the biggest pumpkins known to man, and he also... Refuses to nap on pumpkin patch day, so by the end of it, he becomes an absolute crazy person that runs around the entire pumpkin patch, bound and determined to either A, find the largest pumpkin known to man, or B, find the tallest haystack ever and try to climb it faster than all the kids that are 18 times bigger than him. So, uh, needless to say, pumpkin patch day for us is a day full of fun, excitement, and very, very, very hard sleeps at the end of the yeah. day. Uh, what are the traditions you guys have in terms of uh, family activities that you try to do with the kids when it comes to fall? You know, is there anything that you guys fix at home? Are there pumpkin spice latte traditions that you guys go through mm. or anything like that? You No know? pumpkin spice. No pumpkin spice. The
2: Halloween costume selection begins around mid-September. Oh, yeah? For Miles. And So which, we already have picked out what you're doing yeah, this year? Yeah, he's already picked it out. He's a T-Rex and... Uh, He's already, with Miles, we have to buy two costumes because he will wear the costume, you know, for the month before Halloween. And then it's got holes or tatters in it, you know, because he's wanting to go. you got to have the backup. You've got to have the the one that he actually wears, you know, on the big night. So, but uh, he's a T-Rex. And so we ordered that. And so about every other night you know where's my costume i don't know and so <laughs> it is strategically hidden uh like way up on the top shelf of the closet behind a few things so your fall yeah, tradition don't...
0: is lying to your child about where the costume yes is. i don't know yeah.
2: oh good here it is look miles i found it you don't, know don't, don't so.
1: tell them amazon has it because we all know he oh, knows how to use that <laughs> yes he does know how to use that
2: That's another story.
0: (laughs) Well, and yeah, we've got, uh, we just finished selecting all the costumes for my family. Which, speaking of, you know, I'm supposed to ask you, since you mentioned your buddy had the giant inflatable T Rex outfit, if I can borrow said giant inflatable T Rex outfits. (laughs) They
1: have them at Walmart for 30 bucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my wife is trying to go cheap because she spent all the money on the costumes on Oliver's costume. He's going to be a fully decked out Owen from Jurassic World complete with a Jurassic World vest and all this other stuff. And of Could, course the have
1: just put on a blue shirt and called it good.
0: She wanted it to be authentic. Okay. That and Oliver would probably call her out this is the kid that wouldn't move four feet without zipping up his coat outside. <laughs> He'll know if that costume is not complete. <laughs> well,
2: y'all can come to our neighborhood and he can walk around with like a leash around my kid. Because <laughs> Miles is like blue from Park. I've Jurassic seen your Park. kid. Your yeah. kid
0: would be dragging mine by said leash. <laughs> yeah, so. That is true. Did you
2: get him the clicker?
0: I haven't gotten him the clicker uh, right now. I'm going to have to go buy a clicker because uh-huh. Nicole's going to listen uh-huh.
1: to this. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. You can it's all do about a, authenticity. Give him an, give, just give here. him an ink pen with no ink in it. so you yeah. can just
0: click, click, click. I can just get, uh, we've got one of those like staple remover things. I'll just That'll work. Take the, yeah. the stapler remover thing out of it and it'll click just yeah, fine. Maybe take the sharp points off of that. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that for sure. Like, the,
1: hey, Dean, look. <laughs>
2: Then you'll have oh, to go yes. buy a new staple remover well, we after Halloween. <laughs> the
0: the other best part about this costume too, Walmart had you know those old uh, like horse heads on a stick thing that you can do. Oh yeah, uh, you know, are, like are a riding you, a horse. Are you talking
1: mm-hmm. about like a wooden pony and or a stick stick horse? A stick horse. Yes, yes a that, stick horse. That's what I was going with.
0: Uh, sorry, I didn't know the official term for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there's nomenclatures, dude.
0: I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard on NPR we're actually big have like word. stick horse mm. championships and all that. We're not going that detailed. However, Walmart had stick dinos. And so Oliver now has a there T-Rex uh, stick dinosaur that even roars that he gets to ride around as Owen. So we're really going for more of the Lego version that rides the dinosaurs as opposed to
2: just We have one of those. It's a razorback that my brother gave to Miles and Is it broken and enfeebled after this year? Yeah. (laughs) It's up on that same shelf with the costume. There you you go. It it roars once every eleven times
1: (laughs) to represent the future record of our team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. We're we're almost there. Almost over that little hump. And, hey, you know, if you
1: win win this week, then you're, uh, you know, double your win total. So not every
2: team can do that Who do every do we play year. this week? Tulsa. Tulsa. No, oh, we're not going to beat them.
1: Paying them $101.5 million to come and beat us on homecoming.
0: You don't yeah. know. You don't know. We couldn't beat Colorado State. We couldn't beat North Texas or North look, Texas. Look, it's hard to beat Colorado State. Okay, they were high when they hit the field. They didn't feel anything. Okay, it was that and the altitude difference there. That there were there were some extenuating circumstances, my and friend. And those clouds was,
1: weren't from the Rocky Mountains.
0: <laughs> okay, like just let it let it go, John. Let it. Go. No, we just suck. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, seriously though, like how much of an home field advantage does colorado schools have now like just the contact high alone from <laughs> the visiting team getting off the
0: bus well and i it makes you wonder what the speech is you know for visiting teams mm. as they come no one leaves the hotel right, exactly. tonight oh you don't have to <laughs> you understand yeah. no one leaves the hotel you don't buy pizza I you imagine know, they have mandatory quotes. bag
2: inspections too before they get back on any plane. Oh, you gave got <laughs> going to going back home.
0: Oh, they don't even get bags. You know, I'm yeah. sure with certain. They don't teams, touch they, them. They just get like a gallon baggie that are ha- your, your sleep clothes for the night. <laughs> Nothing else. Leave cell phones, wallets, and all that in the bucket on your way into your hotel room. That's all you get.
1: I, I know this isn't dadhood related, but I went out to Denver uh, for a conference a few years ago, and they. Uh, I was talking to the cab driver because the airport's like way out there, and this mm-hmm. is before the train was made uh, that finally connected all the way out there. So, but they were still it was still had just been legal for about you know a few months or whatever, and so I was just talking to the cab driver about it and was just like you know man it's really interesting you know just chatting, and he said that there is there is now become like this huge underground market in Colorado. I don't know if it's still the case, but there was amongst like the cab drivers and stuff at the airport because people will buy it and then they plan on taking it home and then they get to the airport and realize oh wait I can't take this through security and so they'll just leave it in the cab and <laughs> so they were able to start they were able to sell it like the cab drivers were starting to sell it to people at discounted rates because they're just getting free supply
0: <laughs> that's Ingenious, but at the same point in time, I feel like Steve's now going to get a visit from some, like, Colorado cabbies union. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yep, that's it, that's it. His name, what, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I I can see that, though, with folks, you know, well, and Lord knows it's probably going to be the same thing now that Canada just legalized, right? Yeah, so,
1: Canada, California, yeah.
0: Canada's going to legalize it, and I saw Trevor Noah did a joke on that last night where he was like, you know. It, it, it already been, is, like, it's done, right. yeah. Well, he, he made the crack about, you know, what do you mean? They haven't been high this whole time? Have you seen their horses? As he shows a picture of a moose. <laughs> <laughs> this is just crazy, guys. Uh, but, no, speaking of football, so we've got, uh, that's another good fall tradition. In my family, we had uh, Oklahoma State. So, yeah. you know, you ask why I can follow the Razorbacks and not feel too bad about it. Well, I grew up rooting for Oklahoma State football my entire life. So, that's right. Go, Pokes. and we make it to a bowl game that's a winning season by god this is we're doing swell
2: y'all got the coach with the best hairstyle in all of college football
0: oh people want him to cut that hair so bad right now they think the (laughs) mullet's cursed
2: well it's his trademark now
0: can we not come up with another trademark i mean you know
1: i mean is there a more fitting oklahoma state trademark
0: than (laughs) (laughs) a mullet (laughs) probably not i can hear all my texas tech fans saying they stole all the other trademarks from us (laughs) Black horse with a masked rider, yep, we had those. Pistols firing, yep, those are ours too. <laughs> Y'all just need to calm down, okay? OSU needs some fun stuff too. t Boone Pickens can only pay so much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, as far as, you know, football goes, Steve, you should be pretty excited, right? Because Kentucky's doing wonderfully. Uh, again, I maintain, I don't
1: even think Kentucky football knows that there is a Kentucky football program. Like seriously you know what i'm excited about duke playing kentucky to open the season on november 6th like that's what i'm excited about that'll be a fun one yeah i know top two recruiting classes in the nation it's gonna be great tournament of the uh champions champions classic
0: see my only problem if i'm a kentucky basketball fan is if if that game happens and we get blown out i would be depressed like from the get-go If Arkansas plays Duke at the very beginning, I expect nothing. If we make that sucker close, (laughs) it's going to be a great year. (laughs) Well, it's going to be close, though. That's
2: that's the difference. That's going to be a hard game for me because the only team that I hate more or as much or more than Duke is Kentucky. So I guess I have to root for Kentucky in that game. See, there you go.
0: So can't you just root for both of them to lose and focus right? on the See? losing team? Much much like Somebody's the twenty six turn
1: midterms, we're turning red states blue. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think that's gonna happen either. <laughs> Why not? Uh.
2: Uh, know, we're not happen. getting we're not getting john going on this one yeah don't get me started on that no
1: see but it'll be it'll be good like that's the difference like you know we had that we had that group chat a while ago about like expectations and stuff like that about sports teams and things i've noticed every time i've gone I, i've pointed this out um with, with people I've, I've gone to like razorback basketball games or whatever and you know you look around bud walton it's a really nice arena it's, it's very nice um But they have like four banners to celebrate the 1994 championship. Mm -hmm. Like one one championship, four banners. Mm -hmm. And first first time I went there, I went with my uh, ex-father-in-law. I was a big Razorback fan. It was for the Kentucky game. And uh, he was like, you know, look, you see those banners? You see those banners? I was like, yeah, you got four celebrating one championship. If it doesn't say
2: Final Four, it's in the practice gym at Kentucky. <laughs> well, you can go over to the football stadium and they got thirty-seven banners <laughs> celebrating the nineteen sixty-four national championship, which, <laughs> which
1: is a cha- Yeah, not even outright champion. I'm going
2: to make a law if I ever run for the legislature, and I'm totally serious about this: that if your college sports program no matter what it is basketball football if the national championship that you have the last one that you have is more than 25 years ago you once it goes 25 years you are no longer allowed to reference that championship <laughs> in any publications or any kind See, of antique if, no if no right. yeah, if, <laughs> if no current player on the team was born <laughs> when yeah the last that's right if the occurred. great grandkids <laughs> of the players on that team are now playing for the current team you cannot you know 'Cause it drives me nuts. Then they go everybody goes nuts over this nineteen sixty four national championship, which like you pointed out was shared. And <laughs> almost fifty five years ago. Fifty five years ago and nobody is running around going Boy, do you remember that 1943? You you know, U.S. Military Academy Army team that won the national
0: championship. Nobody is. Hey, Jerry Jones is still talking that '64 Uh,
1: championship. (laughs) that's what I was about to say.
0: Was you know. We won't have the grandkids of that '64 team playing on our team because they're too small. <laughs> that '64 team came out to what? Like when they were wet, 180 pounds yeah, and right. five foot ten. Well, like when Jerry he,
1: Jones was a starter, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jones's
2: ego was
0: 180. Pounds. <laughs> but seriously, like you look at the guys today, and and well, Cole Kelly, prime example. The announcers were talking about the fact that he's six foot seven and. At the beginning of the season was 258, so all of his stats uh, reflect that throughout the year, right? Before the last game this last week, when he had to come in after Story almost got taken out. That was the uh, dumbest call
1: I've ever seen, by oh, the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, the
0: announcers were joking that they had talked with the offensive coordinator and, you know, hey, how how's Kelly doing with being the backup, this, that, and the other? And the offensive coordinator just laughed. He was like, well, he's doing okay with it. The thing that makes us laugh, though, is if he goes into the game... His stats are all shot now. What do you mean? Oh, strength and conditioning has put a lot of weight on that six-seven frame. He's closer to 270, 275 right now, not that two fifty-eight. Now go back to that '64 team and put a six-foot-seven, two hundred and seventy-pound quarterback on that 1964 team. They would just—they would think they were playing with Goliath. Yeah. I mean, nobody was that big back then. No. Seriously.
1: Well, the three hundred pound lineman, I mean, that just that was that used to be like the exception. Now it's the rule. Oh, like yeah. if you're not three hundred pounds, you get don't even come close to the line. Like so, it's crazy. Dan you know, Skipper six ten.
0: Oh, I mean, the lumberjack
1: beast. Seriously. So
0: I, I get the excitement around you know folks wanting to hold on. It's it's that old adage. You know what is it that that. uh uh south park did member member berries, member that's, berries that's what it yeah. is it's people just fond memories of stuff that happened way back when that they wish they could go back to and i hate to break it to these folks but a lot of stuff has happened since then like you know more conferences being built around places more schools being developed more states focusing on you know developing sports teams and whatnot all over the place and Sorry, folks. They're just not churning them out in Arkansas schools yeah, quite well, like I they mean, used to. Teams I mean, it's that the did same not. with the
1: college basketball, you know. I mean, I'm much more of a college basketball fan than than football, but, you know, you see that, you know, like, oh, well, look at the tradition of St. John's. Like, really? Like, who? who? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, they, they have a few of the powerhouse programs out of Kansas, Kentucky, Duke was nothing until Shashevsky got there. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you t- discount his 25 years there, and, it's you know, they've got nothing. But, you know, you, you hear all that, but you've got, like, Oregon emerging as a power, and Arizona, and, you know, these teams that are doing really good. Michigan State was never really anything. You know, Magic Johnson had the good run there, and then they were nothing until Izzo got there. I mean, so it's just – but you want to hang your head on this, tr- you know, winning tradition. It's like – that's great. That's sells great. Tickets. Well, yeah, it's like yeah, it sells to the fans. Like yeah, you have a, you won in the past, but you know, as, as a former stock advisor or financial advisor, you always had to give that disclaimer: past performance does not indicate future results. Well, and
0: and as a PR marketing person, I want to look at these guys and be like, you do realize you'll put more butts in seats if you go back to the Arkansas adage, and if you go back to the coaching adage too, which they've they've essentially done in basketball. Of Fastest 40 and make it an experience and focus less on the less on the whole, you know, we won once, you know, like focus yeah. less on the legacy of the team and instead focus on the we kick ass now, you know, like
2: I'm still going to pass my law because you can do it, man. I'm fine there with are, that. There are colleges and universities that did not have football teams in 1964 that have won the national championship since we have won it. So. Stop celebrating it. That's all I'm saying. So,
0: vote for John. Yeah. There you go, <laughs>
2: Moran, 2020.
0: Well, okay. So, moving along from the sports talk, you know, we had a request from John too, since it is that season and it's midterms and and whatnot. We can actually kind of bring in more of the dadhood perspective on this. Uh we've got political ads that are inundating everybody we've got commercials left and right that are slamming folks we've got political forums for city council candidates mayoral candidates state legislation state senator uh all the way up the ticket to governor races and whatnot all of this hullabaloo going on how do your kids react to it i've got a two and a half year old and we live exclusively in a cord cutter's lifestyle. So I have seen next to nothing at home, and I really appreciate that. But I'm sure your kids, especially Steve, you've got the kids that are older and uh, have probably experienced a little bit more of this. How do they react with all this kind of oh, stuff they, going on? They up? don't
2: play political ads on Fortnite, so Jacob hasn't seen anything. <laughs> Miles listens to the NPR every morning on the way to school, so he hears it all. So He gets that liberal agenda Ooh, that's from the right.
0: liberal media.
2: That's right. But uh, he's, You live he's, it though. How does he not get more of it? He 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 hears a lot of it. He sees a lot of it because I you know I watch uh, the news when I get home and uh, talking heads are screaming at each, each other about whatever dumb thing that is going on nationally. You know today. You know either the it's either the president tweeting something or somebody's mad about something that's insignificant and made a mountain out of a molehill on things. So. <laughs> Um, so he hears a lot of that, and so he, uh, you know, he, he every once in a while he'll pop up and say some things, and uh, um, I'm not going to get too political about some of the things
0: he says, but... Do uh, you ever think that's where he got the whole... He does not
2: have a very flattering opinion of the president, I know that, and I have not coached him on that, so, I mean... <laughs> he he formed that on his own and uh i don't know where, how but he just asked
0: do, well do you think he picked up the whole i help people survive thing by listening to <laughs> probably
2: <laughs> listening to you in and yeah,
0: probably i'm sure he's picked that up from some pundit he heard on television talking probably. about it or on the radio <laughs> yeah yeah
2: but yeah he he uh you know he calls every he calls the shows that I watch breaking news cuz you know i think there's one of the things he watches on youtube hobby kids which is one of the families that he watches they have a little fake news segment on there where the little boys read you know fake news stories and stuff and actual fake news yeah, yeah. And, and they call it breaking news so he's like oh breaking news is on you i know? just thought
0: he had seen too much wolf blitzer because that's how wolf blitzer comes on the tv all the time oh, yeah. breaking doesn't matter news. if it's breaking <laughs> or not yeah. we have breaking news right now yeah. a man crossed the street illegally yeah, exactly <laughs> i always love when wolf blitzer comes <laughs> on he's like breaking news <laughs> and it'd be
2: something that has been going on for the whole day you know oh, yeah. it's like breaking news it's like uh, yeah that was breaking at four thirty this morning that's that mm. is that's the...
1: why i miss john stewart he just he was so good at making fun of cnn oh yeah. like and their oh, whole yeah, breaking was. news thing. like he was so perfect at that i mean don't get me wrong i like noah but oh he was just his the way he would tackle the way the media and how they covered stuff was I just like... amazing
0: Breaking news is cable news's version of celebrating a nineteen sixty-four national champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: let's keep talking oh, about this thing. thing. Yeah. yeah you know, remember remember
1: that time we broke that story? You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know this happened twelve hours ago, but we just talked to someone yeah. new who talked to somebody who was related to someone who was you there just, and you we just, just described
1: Carl Bernstein's day. entire career. Like <laughs> what has he done since Watergate? I, I, I have lots of respect for him, <laughs> honestly. One Breaking
0: my... news, new Carl Bernstein novel goes into the background of Steve Cox. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> I'm more worried about Woodward than Bernstein. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you talk about Jon Stewart. One of my favorite political moments on TV of all time, or most recent memory, was when I was actually home sick from work that day when Jon Stewart went on um, Crossfire. Oh, when they had... Carvel and Tucker Carlson. Carlson.
1: Uh, it wasn't Carvel. It was.
2: Oh, uh, uh, it, it was uh, Carvel's partner. Yes, um,
1: I, I I know exactly who. Megala. Yeah,
2: Paul Begala. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he came on and just tore them a new asshole. And just, I mean, he didn't single handedly. He got the show canceled. The show, the show was canceled like less than three a months month, yeah, later. Yeah, like, yeah. I Same mean, year. it was like. He was like stop. Doing what you're doing, you're destroying our country. And I mean, they were like, "Be be funny. You're supposed to be funny. Talk, he's talk like, about talk about I'm your not. book. Talk <laughs> to, yeah, he's like, no, that's yeah. not what this is about. Yeah, and they were like, we, we want you to. Be, be serious and be funny. And he's like, my show, the lead in is cartoons. Yeah. You know, uh, that was my favorite serious. line in that whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was crank yankers. It was, was
1: crank yankers. It it's like, the yeah. lead into my show is puppets making fake phone calls. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. You want me to be yeah. a serious journalist. Yeah, I am on Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then he was telling him, you guys are the ones that are supposed yeah, to be don't serious. Don't look at me to be serious. Yeah.
0: Stuff like that is what I think unfortunately is is missing from a lot of tv today yeah you know because you're not gonna news stations honestly i think news stations learn from that and that's why you won't see people who are truly uh that objective coming on to shows like that and because they won't let them uh, or if they do go on to shows like that, you've got guys, you know, O'Reilly had would have folks like that all the time, and he would just shout over them yeah. and make sure that they never got a chance Hannity, to get a word the same thing. And, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, you got that on the right. MSNBC's, <laughs> you know, much more left, and they're bringing you know the Young Turks and you know stuff like that on YouTube. Like they, they're very slanted in what they do. Well, but, but
0: I think I think MSNBC is smart enough to know like the reason why it doesn't show up on msnbc is because they're just smart enough they don't bring on the person who's going to do that right oh yeah they only bring on the other far left people who are going to i give respect to cuomo
1: i really like chris cuomo because he'll bring on gates he'll bring or congressman gertz he'll bring on Kellyanne. he'll you know he'll bring on giuliani and
0: he'll hold them to task his Instagram like, account is terrible. He is a
1: very yes. You can watch John Oliver this week yes. to see that. But uh, but yeah, like I I do I respect the, that. Is that he will ask a question and if they won't answer the question, he will repeat the question until he gets an answer. It's it's like you know I love that show The Newsroom yeah. on HBO. Like I oh, wish yeah. I wish there were more journalists like Will McAvoy from that show. Seriously like, that and. Was,
0: well, and, you know, I think I just touched on something that honestly, now realizing it, I think is part of the problem. The fact that we've got news anchors and that news anchors as part of their job almost have to have things like Instagram accounts. Yeah. You know?
1: Why, why does Cuomo need a, need a Snapchat or oh, an yeah. Instagram feed? And like, can you
0: imagine guys like Edward R. Murrow, what they must be doing? <laughs> looking Walter Cronkite. You know, yeah. yeah, with D- these D- folks. Dan who, Rather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dan Rather's been using Facebook. He has yeah. been using and Facebook. He's got some pretty good. Posts. No, he's great. No, he's great. He's no, got, he's got, great. But most of his though even is more journalistic in style yeah. and and all that. But I mean, he's seriously, not, you, here's you think what I'm about, having for dinner. <laughs> like. Yeah, you think about guys like you know Cronkite and all them. Uh, can you just imagine what the, how they would react if a station came to them? Well, we're really losing touch with the base of our market, that 18 to 35 thing. We really think you should uh, go out there on social media. Can you just take some pictures with your dog? You know, yeah.
1: Murrow would put a cigarette out on somebody if they asked him to do a Twitter poll.
0: Thank you and good night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As he brings it closer to their eyeball. I
0: just, I think that's, it's gotten so much so to where everybody has to be a brand. Everybody mm-hmm. has to be a personality. and we're.
1: Well, and you saw that with Brian Williams and his yeah. downfall because he was expected to be a personality. And he's so still he, around. He's still, I mean, yeah, but the 11th, coming on, going from the host of the nightly news on it's ABC 11 to on 11 o'clock on MSNBC. That's like, that, that's that's a downfall. That's barely
2: above that. You're I'll almost the reception. No, I'll take his paycheck
1: too. But,
0: <laughs> but know. I think that's that's the problem though, and it's so much of it is is it's just about sensationalism
1: a, and selling books. I mean oh, Hannity yeah. and O'Reilly and. You know, Maddow, and you know, I mean, they're all pumping out books to try to get stuff. And it's like, where do you have time to write these things? You're on, you don't. Well, I'm, yeah, (laughs) I I can tell that, but you know, no one ever asks them that. You can
0: always, I think you can always tell if you read any of those books or you see folks who review them. And, and there's a there are a couple of reviewers on Amazon that I love reading because they they love pointing out, like with the O'Reilly books, they'll be like, you can clearly tell which pages were written by O'Reilly and which pages were simply sent to O'Reilly's desk for him to sign off on and yep. put down. And, Sa-
1: same with like Art of the Deal and all that. Like, oh, you can, yeah. You can see which one. Just look at the Twitter feed. You can tell he did not write those books. <laughs>
0: and it's it's gotten to a That's what I think is really sad is our kids are going to grow up around this culture of of news being a product yeah. as opposed to being entertaining informative.
2: <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And yeah. well, it's also shaping our kids opinions. And I, we touched on this a little bit in a earlier podcast. It's also forming their opinions and how they view, you know, leaders in politics and their political views as far as that goes so i mean it's it's pretty dangerous what i think is going on right now with the media and the the personality the cult of personality with it that goes along with the hosts of the shows and and what they're doing rather than telling me what i need to know so i can form my own opinion Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's what well that's not going to be good for our Kids in 20 years. The shows that
1: people are watching, and I'm not singling out. I mean, you see it a lot on Fox, but you see it on the other shows too, or on the other channels too. But like, you know, Bill O'Reilly, when he was on the air, it's like, he's the number one newscaster, you know, it was an opinion show. Mm -hmm. And that's what people took it as news, but it was an opinion show. And whenever he was held to task on that, he would say, I'm giving my opinion. Well, you're on a, new, a station that calls itself Fox News. It's yeah, it's you know, in the, the like, name. Yeah, so there is an expectation and of your title the truth. Was,
0: was lead anchor. I mean, right. like exactly.
1: Yeah, and, and so, but I mean, and that—that's just that's it. You know, there was the expectation of the truth. Um, if you're watching a news station, and there's so many opinions that are given as news, and that's where a lot of people get messed up. And and what I do in my conversations with, with my kids. You know, I mean, and not just about political stuff or or opinions or things, but anytime they give an opinion on anything, I always follow up with why. Why do you believe what you're saying? Like, what what is it that's there? And, you know, just say, well, I heard my friend say it. Well, how do you know that what your friend said? How do you know your friend is right? You know, like, have you looked it up? Have you formed this opinion because someone said this should be your opinion or because it's actually your opinion? And and I'm trying to really impress the the critical thinking of don't just take something at face value, like look it up, verify it, you know, like there and it's easy to do, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that difficult to do. But, you know, don't just don't just spout something because you think it sounds cool. You know, like just say something because it's true. You know, a lot of it involves sports discussions or things like that. You know, and there's hard to to do that. But having a conversation with Jacob, be like, you know, well, Kevin Durant's a better player than LeBron James. Why? You know, why why is he a better player?
0: That touches on, too. Then you go on to the next part of that conversation, which is, okay. so when you do your own homework or you feel you need to do your own homework and you find out that, you know, that best buddy of yours that said something was... Totally incorrect. How do you approach said subject yeah. with good friend? And which I think teaches them a lot about how you maintain relationships and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I think that's that's the other part of this that's not being taught. Mm-hmm. You know, shows like Crossfire, I think, would have been perfect if there was a uh one if both hosts were set up to respect each other's opinions and properly debate, and if there were a moderator. Yes. Those were the two things that were wholly wrong with that show there was no moderator it was just shouting back and forth at each other and that's what set us up on this whole thing in the first place where you've got people talking past one another when it comes to all these issues that they have and kids see that and that's what they do and Mm -hmm. you know so it's not just recognizing that a point might be incorrect or shouldn't be pushed but also how do you approach the people that again you you tell them look i get you respect your friend who said this you respect the people who are saying this and whatnot how do we approach them and say i actually saw something that kind of contradicts that can we talk about it a little bit and and without feeling silly without yeah. you know building that self confidence up and and making sure that they have that that's all stuff that no one does anymore yeah. i don't think
1: well and it doesn't help when you got people that they look up to which you know i'm not saying that they Necessarily should nothing you know, but people like we'll give Kyrie Irving as an example. You know, you got kids that are big basketball fans. You know, when him saying things like the Earth is flat, like, <laughs> really? Like, Kyrie's how, an idiot. Uh, yeah, like how, Ky, uh, Irving, that's Kyrie Irving. He he's reversed himself, I believe, on that. But it's still like as how, he should. yeah, but it's like how, you know, now when he's tweeting out stuff like that, you know, and it's like you got kids that are seeing that and they're like, oh, well, I mean, he said it, you know. It's like seriously, like guys don't just don't just take it just because it's out there and yet you know all these all these people now that i funniest thing i saw about the whole trump kanye thing was <laughs> i saw a post that somebody of made. yeah well i mean just just saying stupid stuff you know like saying the 14th amendment should be abolished like dude that's what freed the slaves like why are you as a black person
0: saying that well and then like, he came back and he was like okay reworded yeah exactly <laughs> no, just just reword it just reword it yeah oh Oh, okay, because rewording it and abolishing it are so close. Exactly. In
1: but uh, but my favorite thing out of that whole thing was just a post. And it was like you know Trump fans have got to be so confused. They have to love Kanye and hate NFL.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's what drives me nuts about our current news situation. Whether it's MSNBC, CNN, Fox, whatever you watch, the stuff they tend to focus on drives me up the wall. Yeah. I mean they'll spend. Five hours on a tweet. A horse face tweet. Holy Something inappropriate. like that. Something, Absolutely. Some stupid you know, tweet but. that somebody said. And, and, the meantime, what happened that day, like Congress just repealed something major, yeah. you know, M- and McConnell it's like, why, says why don't you talk cut... about that stuff? Yeah, McConnell says they're going to cut has Social an...
1: Security to pay for the yeah. deficit that they exploded with the tax cuts. Yeah, or anything that like that. thing. under the that. rug. Yeah. The, ta- the alleged tax fraud by the Trump family and all of their things for the past two decades. Has anybody talked about that New York Times report since it came out? like 400 no, something we're million about dollars in taxes that were yeah. left unpaid you know a billion dollars of transferred wealth through children through shady tax holes like
0: yeah which is why i think at the end of the day i'm actually kind of happy about the cord cutting situation because unless i like go out and use somebody else's sign in or something like that we don't get cnn we don't get msnbc we don't get any of that stuff if i get any of the news i go out and actively search for it We've got NPR. We've got uh, Reuters is one of my favorite ones to go to. Um, you know, I, I like going to those groups and reading it on the Apple TV and stuff like that. Yeah. The iPad. And, you know, that's, I think, where I'm going to try and help push my kid to, to go look at it. But I think the the twenty four hour news cycle is what has just killed all of this in mm-hmm. terms of you know stuff you can trust and whatnot and and how we got onto this subject. from the no from We
2: we started with pumpkin patches. Uh, well, Miles has a pretty developed a pretty good skepticism of the talking heads on MT or on, or on the CNN and all those other networks because he when I'm watching it. He'll walk through and kind of groan and roll his eyes. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you got that stuff over there screaming at each other all on TV," and um, so he he's got a pretty good developing developing a pretty good skepticism for it. So, yeah. well, I mean, there, there are those is hope out for there. him.
1: It's just it's it's sad right now that some of the best journalism is being done by John Oliver. Yeah, like and a, comedian. Yeah, I mean, a comedian. I mean, yeah. A comedian is providing some of the best journalism on TV. Now, that's not taking away from the, you know, I've got friends that are reporters for newspapers and, and things like that. Like, that's not taken away from them. They do, they do hard, hard work. Um, but it's just, it's fascinating. Like, there was a study that came out, like, I can't remember when it was, it was several years ago. But it was um, people that watch Fox News were less informed than people who watch no news altogether. And people that watched shows like The Daily Show were more informed than people that watch like CNN and stuff. Like, that are some, you trying to get Daily Show like, tickets on your? I next would love to get Daily Show there. tickets, but I'm just. But it's same. Make like, sure
2: you hashtag that whenever you. Um, yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. put this yes, out there. Yes,
1: Trevor Noah, give me free tickets to your show Pound in Arkansas. Sign, shameless ask. Yes. <laughs> Dude, give me free stuff. Steve Trevor Noah. wants studio tickets. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear your tales about apartheid South Africa.
0: So, in person, in person. Yes, in person. Well, okay, so we've got to wrap things up a little bit today. I know it's, you know, difficult after the... This is the we went way strategy.
2: off track episode on everything. Yeah,
0: exactly. I Honestly, I think this is the, you know, we started with something positive, but, dove deep into something that is controversial or well, topical. But it, it, but
1: it does relate because these are the frustrations we feel. And so the question is, how do we... Like, and, you know, like the steps that, that you take, you know, of n- not having the cords, So, you know, Oliver's not getting exposed to that sort of stuff. The steps that I take of, you know, why do you back up your opinion? Don't just give me an opinion. Give me evidence. You know, give me your reasoning. And, and John, with you, you know, it's just like, okay, this is this is what he's doing. You're not, you know, spout, espousing your strongly held political beliefs always in front of your child to shape it. You know, you're going to let him shape his own opinions, and that's what Which fine. has
0: led to him developing a survival instinct yes he's now bestowing upon his that classmates. right. He <laughs> is
1: saving lives. Well, if you you're... find EpiPens in his backpack, dude, I'm
2: <laughs> just saying. You're right. We started out with something positive. That's kind of like my work day in the world I work in. Start out <laughs> with positive, and we're going to crap real quick. Well, I think and that's what politics looking
0: is. Looking at it, I think it's it's a seasonal thing the midterms are, but it's a, how you mix that in with life. And I think that's the key here is you, you, you try, you know, there's all sorts of crap that's happening left and right. And, You can choose to be just surrounded by it constantly, but working in the stuff like the pumpkin patches and the sports games and the... Yeah. You work in that stuff, find a good balance, and next thing you know, your kid's going to be walking through the living room while you're trying to catch up on the news going, really, Dad, again?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the moral of the story is is two weeks to the election, everybody needs to go vote. After you go vote, feel good about your vote, regardless of what you voted for or who you voted for. And then take your kids to the football game or the pumpkin patch and live your life.
0: Here in Northwest Arkansas, early voting, October 22nd, right?
2: Uh, It starts October 22nd, Election Day, November 6th. Thank God, November 7th will be a nice day for me. John
0: has a a countdown clock already. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, gents, for joining me on another wonderful adventure through the uh, looking glass, as it were, with True Dadhood Podcast. Uh, again, make sure to listen to us on any of our channels. Like and subscribe. You can Trevor, visit Noah, us online. Give me free stuff. Yes. Trevor Noah gives Steve <laughs> free stuff. You know, and and uh, yeah, drop us a line. Shoot us a comment, or I don't know, just give us a like, and we'll uh, catch you next time.